Hello and welcome to Face Check. I'm Barry and joining me as ever we've got Danny. Hi Danny. Hello Barry, hi Dan. Yeah, not too bad, just getting over the cold. Um, ah. Been watching the, the videos uh, over the last week or so, you'll just hear me coughing and spluttering and uh, trying to <laughs> talk at the same time. You were trying to inflict your, you know, your biological warfare on the tournament scene. Exactly. So I uh, actually not got any Netrunner tournaments this weekend. I was going to go to... Give me give me a clue. It's about uh, two Bracknell, hours on the train. Nah. Is it Bracknell? It's yeah. in a garden centre. It's Promethean Games, Moss End Garden Centre. I think that's Bracknell. Uh, that wasn't the one I was you, thinking about going to. Uh, well, it's Norwich on Sunday, if that was the other one. Nah, it was a, it was a Sunday one, um, but going the other way, kind of towards Wales. South. Oh, is that? Uh, I didn't know that one. I don't know, it's weird. It's uh, Level Up, Level Up Games. Oh. I, and it's kind of their second well, store champ. I don't know. No, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, whatever, I'm not going now. So there's this Southern Geography, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I've only got Star Wars and Conquest uh, on Saturday back to back. Oh, crazy. Well, they don't pull the same kind but of. But there's only going to be like four people in one. and. Yeah, I mean, Star Wars starts at 9, 10, something like that. Uh, let's say we do three rounds of Swiss, maybe four rounds of Swiss. Um, be done by two, and then play Conquest at the back of that and. I don't care about Conquest, so... Um, I don't know why I still play it. Yeah. Terrible game. Anyway, uh, what's been happening in the, the world of Netrunner? You done much? Um, um, so we had the Leisure Games Store Championship last weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, I continued my streak of mediocrity with a basically dead middle finish once more. Um, I think that's probably wrapping up my uh, my store championship season. Everything's too far away or clashes with travel. So, eh. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to take a break from the tournaments that remain, uh, come back refreshed regionals, mm-hmm. and maybe find some decks I can actually play. Or learn to no, play some more. They don't, they don't uh, exist. Oh, uh, well, I used to be able to play some decks. You did, uh, <laughs> and then things changed. But then they made the most wanted list, and I couldn't just murder people for the <laughs> sheer arrogance of running and letting me score a breaking news. Yeah, um, that's it. Oh, if you run, I'll kill you. If you don't run, I'll kill you. <laughs> yeah, I like that. It's simple. Uh, I'll kill you. Yeah, <laughs> we killed them. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, I bubbled in that Leisure Games one, um, ninth. Uh, so that's two back-to-back bubbles for store championships for me. <laughs> oh dear. Yes. Yeah, well, win some, lose Fortunately, some. Fortunately, uh, I only had the one bubble this year, so... Uh, but it was the big one. It was probably the biggest one, and yes. But, you know, a bubble is a bubble. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, it was a clean cut. I was on 12 points, and 8th was on 14, so... Uh, ah, that's fair enough, then. It wasn't the older strength of schedule tiebreaker. No, I mean, my strength of schedule was pretty good. Uh, yeah. Because I was at the top all day and then just kind of petered out. When Theo, when Theo swept me, that was it for me. Yeah, he does that. It's rude. Um, you know, he's already won one. He should go off home. Well, that was it. Should I mean, for the top four, three of them already had a store championship title. And the guy <laughs> yeah. that went home fourth actually <laughs> got, the, got the bye. <laughs> uh, right. uh, but video's coming soon. I did film the, the last two games uh, and they were pretty bad. Everybody, well, <laughs> K- Kieran in particular, pretty much checked out mentally. I uh, had no idea what was yeah. going on. <laughs> yeah, 
yes. quite a long day. It was indeed. Uh, we picked up our Worlds of Android book. You, you managed to read any of it? Uh, no. No, not yet. Me either. Um, I've looked at some of the pictures and gone, ooh, that's a nice picture. Uh, but that's about it. Yeah, a couple of bits of art. You're like, oh, I don't know what card that's from. That must be coming up at some point. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, I read the first couple of pages, but not into it proper yet. Yeah, I think it's a bit heavy for bedtime reading. Um, my arms would fall like, off. Ph- physically heavy, yes. Physically heavy, yeah. I'm sure the content's not... Well, it is. be interesting. Yeah. Uh, almost managed to pick up all the uh, Netrunner novels today for a pound. Yeah, I saw that posted, but when I looked, there were only like one left of one of the books. So it's like, yeah. uh, maybe not then. I tried to buy uh, five copies of each to, for the, the draft you... prizes. Oh, I was going to say, I'm not actually... I'm going to sell them on, on eBay. Uh, it's my new get-rich-quick scheme. Uh, get, get moderately richer scheme, yeah. Um, <laughs> moderately richer at some point. Yeah, and the thing is, like, I'd buy them and I'd just sit on them. Like, Well, they're not going to sell very well if you do that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um... So, yeah, I've not got through my book at all, but I was going to get those and read them, but that's off the cards now. Um, yeah. But we have had a new data pack land. Speaking of cards, yes. Um, that's out in the America lands. Mm-hmm. Making its way across here on the boat. <laughs> it's the magical, magical boat. Um, so, yeah, business first. Uh, this is the third, second? Second. Second. Yeah, but we've spoiled another one because some... We spoiled the last one, yeah. Yeah, yeah, fear the masses. Uh, so, yeah, this is the second proper uh, one in the Mumbad cycle. And a lot of good cards in there that we'll talk about now. And a lot of bad cards in there that we might talk about now as well. But uh, I'll tell you what, again, going back to what I said uh, about dedication ceremony, it's still mm-hmm. proven to be actually... <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's some stuff it can be doing here, definitely. Um, so, yeah, we first unboxed Caligoda... And I was like, ah, oh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's good on French cases. And I was like, well, what if you do this? And then, yeah. So let's not write anything off. Let's let's remain optimistic and think if we can what we can do with each of these cards. Um, so let's start at the start. Uh, first card is EMP device. It is a hardware bomb that costs one credit. A bomb. Uh, I know, but it's uh, physical at least. An arc four influence and uh, has an ability trash. The corp cannot res more than one piece of ice for the remainder of this run. Use this ability only during a run. So, um, when you think of ways of dealing with ice that isn't breaking it or trashing it, what colour do you think of? <laughs> Ooh, I don't know. Um, it's maybe a slightly bluish colour? But when I think of explosions and fire and general chaos, maybe I'll think of someone else. Yeah, so I mean, uh, in terms of uh, where you think this should lie on the the colour pie, um, is this another... Have have they again put a blue card in red in a faction that just doesn't need the help? Um, Potentially, yes. Yeah, that is a strong argument. Um, We could wrangle about saying... Um, I mean, is there much preventing, prevent res in blue? Uh, is this just going to be a new Anarch thing, prevention of res, whereas uh, criminals are more just dealing with it once it's been resed in a way that isn't breaking it? Or is this just needlessly stretching out the semantics? Yeah, I mean, uh, interesting enough, but Anarch now seems to have ways of dealing with 
ice however they fancy. They can break it uh, very easily. They can uh, trash it very easily. And now they can just get around it as well. Um, and I'm not saying this card's good enough to, to see in every deck, but it's an interesting ability. And for, uh, you know, where, where Food Coats was, pretty handy if you're only mm-hmm. making an intermittent run. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of the counterpart, obviously, to DDoS in that um, that card promotes, you know, you want to make multiple runs, maybe stacking a medium or checking all the centrals in order to apocalypse or something. Whereas this one's really just cementing your use some remote pressure where you're going to have one pretty easy run into there. So even if you do have to make multiples to get past uh, Ashes and Caprices, um, this is going to help you a lot financially in that regard. Yeah, so uh, only lasts for the duration of a run. And if you res it after they've res something, then they can still res one additional piece because it's only yeah. from when it fires. Uh, worth noting, it doesn't combo with DDoS in any way. Um, if they've not res that first piece of ice, then they can still res the piece behind it. Um, yeah. yeah, interesting enough. I think it might see some play. Yes, you know, for, for those deep servers, it guarantees you one semi-easy run. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, are you going to play it? Eh, probably not. Well, unless it makes its way into a, one of these, you know, popular decks that I steal. <laughs> okay, yeah. You wait, you wait for somebody else to see what they can do with it, and then you'll take over. Uh, it could work. It's just thinking what I'd cut for it is the problem. Yeah, I mean, it's not so good that you, you build a deck around it, um, and you're not yeah. going to splash it. It's, it's for influence. Yeah. Uh, it's not account siphon level. No. Although it will protect your uh, clone chips from power shutdown. Uh, yes, theoretically. So, uh, you know, for all of those power shutdown combo decks I'm seeing, <laughs> where the obvious goal is to trash your clone chip, um, you know, there's the counter there. He can have that for free. There we go. Uh, again, <laughs> great suggestions. <laughs> um, all right, let's move swiftly on. <laughs> yeah, let's put this behind us. Yep. Next card is Devon. Uh, it's a program of virus, so hold up, out of Anarch no less. One influence, one credit, and one MU. When Devan is installed, choose a server. As an additional cost to install a card in or protecting that server, the corp must pay one credit. Trash Devan if corp purges virus counters. Do we need another one cost virus? I don't think this is strong enough to warrant cutting any of the other many useful one-cost viruses from your noise deck. Um, I think it's situationally, obviously, it's focusing on a, um, a Glacier-style corp is going to be building up their, their lovely scoring server with all its upgrades and ices and all this kind of thing. But that, at the moment, is mostly coming out of HB, ETF, and they've got all the money, so they might not mind that little extra install cost quite so much. Yeah, um, I mean, it negates it with their ID. Yeah, so it makes them a little poorer. Uh, obviously, another uh, less affluent Glacier Corp is going to be hurt more, but why would you tune your deck to counter something that isn't at the top? Yep. Um, I mean, the only thing you could possibly take out of noise for this would be Lamprey. Um, mm, but like you say, it doesn't, I, yeah. 
it's not good enough to to really replace it. I mean, you couldn't swap it for caches. You couldn't swap it for you know, it's not doing as much work as Emp. It's not uh, many many yeah. things. It's not data sucker. It's not all these things. So uh, yeah, um, could be could be a thing if you're going for pure mill. Uh, install as much as possible in a short time. Yeah, if, you, if you're doing that, then it's, you know, if you're just building a deck that's entirely viruses and ways to get them installed quickly and repeatedly. Um, yeah, uh, but again, like I said, the, the effect itself is not that useful. Um, yeah. It's a fact that if you ever use it, it's install, sell to Aesop next turn. Yeah. Uh, and that's not the, the best virus that you could fit in that slot. Mm-hmm. Uh, right, so we'll probably not see a lot of play with that one. Uh, next card, CBI Raid. So this is the um, World Champion design card, uh, 2013 World Champion Jens Eriksson. Uh, now we've had one previous World Champion design card, that was Jeremy Zwern and Architect. And I think we can agree that Architect was meta-defining. Uh, indeed it was, and uh, I think Damon agrees. <laughs> Yep. Uh, so let's see if this card will be as good. So this is a criminal card to influence. Uh, CBI Raid is an event, run Sabotage, and costs 3 credits. Make a run on HQ. If successful, instead of accessing cards, the corp adds all cards in HQ to the top of R&D in the order of his or her choice. And that's it. Uh, mm. Powerful effect? Uh, I, I think it's powerful. It's a major tempo hit on the corp, um, especially if they are playing uh, cerebral bloody imaging. Um Um, it's yeah it's a powerful effect it's you know I think I read the interview with Jens he was saying he wanted you know to have an effect that hadn't been in the game before and that certainly is a a new thing this idea of putting cards back on top of of Mm R&D well it's been around in certain forms there's older record reconstructor and more recently the heritage committee but yeah in terms of it the sheer quantity of the cards you're putting down yeah it's nice it does suffer from the fact that it is a run replacement event requiring a successful hq run so it's basically got to compete for slots really with account siphon and legwork in that regard and again, it's something else that would get turned off by things like a Chrysium Grid, which is being moderately played in response to the um, the Siphon Keyhole Max decks, which were popular a couple of months ago and still get seeing quite a bit of play. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, if you see a criminal across from you, the first thing you do is ice up HQ. Uh, so you're going to have to find a consistent way in. Any combos that work with this deck? Anything, uh, or this card, I should say? Um, I suppose if you get all of the cards out of HQ and then play Hacktivist Meeting, they're going to have a bit of trouble resing any assets. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking more along the lines of Fisk, then do it. Um, so you get all the upside and they get none of it. Uh, I suppose, yes. Uh, and certainly if you're playing Fisk as well, you know. Uh, so Fisk Investment Seminar, draw three cards, both you and the Corp, and then uh, CBI Raid, well, you just put all those cards back. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, obviously you need to be able to get in, um, and, and like say, you maybe want to build your deck around proper HQ pressure, so uh, Pheromones maybe, I've seen Pheromones still in some Gabe decks. But, I mean, the thing is, just by being criminal, 
criminals threat in HQ um, just because all the they have all of the HQ pressure in built. Like you say, you know, the first thing you do when you sit down from a criminal is ice HQ and, you know, try and block the siphon. And by doing so, you're also blocking any other HQ toys. Um, but yeah, pretty good cards. I think it would see a lot of play. I don't know how powerful it's going to be yet. Yeah. Um, but I can imagine as the corp, it's going to be very annoying. You know, next turn, it's just draw, draw, draw. Uh, yeah. The tempo hit again there just slows the corp yeah. down for a turn. Indeed. So expect to see that. Then we have another criminal card. Uh, it's a resource connection. Costs one. Uh, tech trader. Whenever you use a trash ability, gain one credit. Now, who would like that card? Uh, it would be Exile. I believe is the uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, you wouldn't course, mind yeah. it, but you wouldn't mind it. And yeah, the obvious um, Armand Geist Walker. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, I will have some free money for doing what my deck's probably already trying to do as is. Um, yeah, I, I, it seems to be in a no-brainer include uh, for him. Yeah, I mean there was already some Geist decks doing pretty pretty well. Um, yep. and then this is just sort of a, an auto slot in yeah. to, to make take advantage of what your deck's doing like you say um, I've not seen any out in the wild yet have you seen anybody coming up with uh, I've not there? seen anyone in you know in my games playing it but I did spot um, uh, Code Marvelous I think posted on uh, one of the Facebook groups, just a big pile of money and how much he's happy with the card. So <laughs> Good, good. So sure he knows knows Geist better than I do, so I'll take his word for it. Yeah, I, I think this card's enough to almost make Geist uh, bumped up a bit. I mean, obviously Criminal yeah. still struggles where it struggles. Yellow's becoming more popular. This gives Geist a boost. I think we'll see him in, uh, you know, maybe make a couple of cuts at least in some of the summer game night kits. Cool, so that's the two criminal cards in there. And we have the Solitary Shaper card, and uh, but you do get six of them. This is the consumer grade one, which lets you have uh, six in your deck. This is Net Chip Hardware, consumer grade chip, one credit. Uh, two influence out of Shaper. So Net Chip can host the program with a memory cost less than or equal to the number of copies of Net Chip installed. The memory cost of the hosted program does not count against your memory limit and then limit six per deck, which is what the consumer-grade hardware is. Uh, are, are we are we needing this much memory? Well, if you want to, I guess, install all of your hyperdrivers and a keyhole and a Magnum Opus, and, you know, no, no I, don't, I don't really think we... Any, I think especially Shaper aren't really struggling for memory usually. I'm not sure if there's some wonderful craziness that this enables that couldn't be also funded by things like Leprechaun and obviously hardware can be a little trickier to actually get. Although if you I suppose if you've got six of them, you're more likely to just draw it. But if you want to specifically have it here and now, it's much easier to uh, fire an SMC or a test run even uh, than going for what. Tyson Observatory or some kind of um, uh, artist colony yeah. triggering. We've got Replicator as well, so you know, you install one, you get another one. Oh yeah, once one. you've got the first one, then you're, you're, you're laughing, but um, 
and you, you also need to have your replicator, and that's also hardware. Yep. So do you think this will enable any big rigs that wasn't uh, really an option before? Battering ram, garrock, uh, keyhole, uh, magnum um, opus? Well, i say it might enable them. Um, whether it's going to be necessary and whether those decks are going to need that kind of setup, then it's tough to say. It'll, yeah, if you, if you want to have all of the big programs out, then... It's one way of doing that. Yeah, and I'm... it'll protect your clone chips from power shutdown. Oh, yeah, that's a big, <laughs> that's a big thing in the current meta. <laughs> it is indeed, you know. Uh, it's a thing. It's combo decks. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's uh, you know almost as much fun as the the last one, uh, which you know Ramajan Reliant BMI five fifty, everybody's favourite card. Um, yeah, trash all that brain dump. Trash that brain damage. Trash it all. <laughs> um, the I've not seen anybody actually play any of the consumer grade. Uh, yet um, not even for a joke um, so yeah well, I think this is going to be uh, similarly positioned uh, if you want MU you can get MU but you know you need 5 for a rig maybe yeah. 6 tops and isn't, most people run off uh, you know a single console maybe at the beginning of the game you know the, the designers thought MU would be a bigger thing but yeah. you can get by with, with 4 or 5 maybe even 6 yeah, I mean, I think still the biggest problem with the consumer grade things so far is yes, you can have six in your deck, but that means you've got to take out six cards, or you know, that's six other cards that you can't have. And I don't think we—I think we're yet to see an effect that really justifies that level of investment. Yeah. Uh, although I did play against somebody with Fear of the Masses and the um, the one that you reveal cards and, and they trash those from R&D. So you reveal that number of cards when you make a run on HQ and they trash those from R&D. And it looked like it could work. I mean, it didn't work. I beat them. But yeah. <laughs> given a little bit more time. Okay, yeah, I know. I, when I first saw that one, I was kind of intrigued by it. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, we're deviating from uh, this yes, data pack this, itself. That's how good this matchup is yeah i mean so far cbi raid yes the, the two criminal cards have been the best ones so far i think uh and that's good because they're the ones that need the boost the most yeah uh so let's wrap up on the runner side here uh we have a neutral current costs one influence corporate scandal uh it's an event current three credits and the card is not trash until another current is played in agenda scored standard current stuff uh, the corp has one additional bad publicity, even if they have zero. So, what is this? Blackmail! Blackmail for everyone. Every deck's going to have blackmail, um, especially Chaos Theory, uh, because she's going to see it sooner. Yeah, um, I mean, it's tough to say. I'm not sure I'm convinced by the idea of building a deck around a current um, which you've then got to find and then find the cards to enable it and hope they don't score to get rid of that current before you can do your whatever play you're trying to make, uh, especially in a world in a world where NBN is bloody everywhere. Uh, one blackmailer was sad. Um, yeah. Um, I mean, it's an interesting concept. I like the idea of you know, throwing some bad publicity out there. Um I'm just not sure what you're going to do with it other than, well, have some free money when you're making runs to trash all their assets and that kind of thing. Uh, or try and stop them from uh, Lizzie Millsing away your Valencia bad pub. Yeah, I mean, the 
the obvious play is the are the decks that give a uh, give the corp bad pop, right? So you've got those, you know, the Raymond Flint triggers, um, and then you you give the runner like four bad pop, and then you reduce their hand size. But that the card that reduces the hand size is also a current, right? And itinerant protesters, that's the one, right? So the corpse right. maximum hand size is just by one for each bad publicity he or she has, but you can't have both currents in play at the same time. Um, mm-hmm. So that obvious play of just getting, you know, the, the corp down to zero hand size doesn't work. But as you say, it does enable blackmail, and blackmail quite easily. So if you're struggling with the, the remote game, you know, four, four credits, say, let's say you install Corporate Scandal and then make the run, uh, with blackmail, uh, that could work. Or Gagarin, uh, you know, you turn off effectively that one credit tax for checking the remotes, but they do have currents of their own which will go over the top. Yeah. So I'm not sure how useful this will be. Again, it follows a trend of them giving neutral cards influence that I don't really think need that much influence. I don't think they'll be good enough to, to warrant using up the, the points, but... Um, Maybe something else will come out of having bad pub. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's extended the design space. I'm sure there'll be something at some point which will take advantage of it in a way that we might not be expecting, or like you say, taking advantage of these uh, uh, bad pub giving decks. You know, there is always um, investigative journalism to you know mm-hmm. make it stick. Yeah, investigative journalism is uh, that that deck with uh, you know Raymond Flint and. Perry, Tyrone, I don't know what else is in it. I've never played it, but yeah. pretty good. Um, and then the final runner card is an event, a neutral event, Populist Rally. costs two credits, and you can play only if you have at least one CD card installed. After you play this, the corp has one fewer click to spend on his or her next turn. So, uh, obviously a requirement on it in the first place is to have a CD card installed. What, what cards are CD? Well, Wildside, I believe uh, that mm-hmm. le- seldom played card that no one, uh, mm-hmm. no one's using ever at the moment, um, is a CD card. Uh huh. What else is what else is CD? Um, what do you call it? Street Peddler. I suppose. Um, and is Duggars CD or is Duggars Rit CD? I don't think so. No, no, Duggars is very much CD. So CD cards are Wildside, Street Peddler, Duggars. Scrubber, yeah, and data dealer, yeah. So mostly red, uh, mostly anarch yep. there. Um, yep. CD, CD anarchs, indeed. So you know, wild sides in a lot of anarch decks at the moment. You're not putting any deck building requirements on there to use it, and this kind of follows from the last pack where the runner now has an ability to slow down the corp from scoring during their next turn. Yeah. Uh, like I say, it's it's like a, a baby version of things like the Black File and what was it? Um, Price of Freedom was the shape of one. Yeah, I think that was right. I think so. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's yeah. Um, uh, the court makes their remote play. Uh, you can play this if you know you can't actually get into that remote reliably on that next turn to give yourself a bit of a chance to. Uh, to power through, uh, spend a turn gearing up, and go after it the next turn. Yep. Um, I. And then the other thing is, you know, obviously with reduced clicks, the corp isn't going to be able to click through a purge. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, although maybe you might want them to actually spend a turn purging um, for the tempo loss. So unsure how potent it'll be in the, in, a, in a noise style play, but that is an option as well. I definitely think you're onto something. If you can get a runaway lead with a, a medium dig, and you know that the the corp can't do much about it other than purge, then you know populist yeah. rally, and then suddenly they can't next turn. Yeah, yeah. If, they're, if they're just trying to click clicky purge through a clock lock or something, though, maybe you'd rather they didn't do something else and waste their time, you know, blowing away your sacrificial constructs. <laughs> For example, the yeah. I mean, it's worth noting you can play more than one of these. You could play three. Uh, and the court would lose the next turn. Um, but that's only giving you one yeah. extra click. Yeah. Uh, unless there's a card that comes out that lets you play three events at once, then that's probably <laughs> not going to happen. The, the, the runners accelerated dying mastics. Yep, yeah, the equivalent. Of, <laughs> they've already got mass install, you know, they, that's yeah. there. So you never know, it might happen. Um, yeah, interesting card. Uh, obviously, the best time to play it is after an install advance advance. Um, yep. and you're like, oh, I uh, can't get in there. I'll, I'll stop them this turn. But I don't know how, how common it will be uh, as a deck slot. Yep. Still, interesting. So now we're going to move on to the Corp cards. Uh, we'll start with HB and Advanced Assembly Lines. Uh, two Influence Asset as a facility. Uh, costs one and has a trash cost of one. So one to res, one to trash. When you res Advanced Assembly Lines, gain three. And you may trash it to install a non-agenda card from HQ, paying the install cost. You cannot use this ability during a run. Boo, boo. Uh, that's when I want to use it. <laughs> Correct. That'd be easily the best time for using it. Oh, you think that's... No, that's not an agenda. It is now an um, Adonis. Uh... Yeah. Although it still seems reasonable. Okay. So when you yep. raise it, you gain two credits. Fine. And yep. if you're HB, if you're ETF, you know, you're... you're Installing it, that gets you a credit as well. So gain three credits. And then it lets you install a card, uh, a non-agenda card from HQ for free later on. So, you know, if you wanted to install an Adonis or something, but you couldn't protect it that turn, uh, the runner can go and check this out. If they don't trash it, then you can just swap it for what you want to do in the first place. Um, Getting a credit gives you the install on the runner's turn as well for getting a credit. Um, but the downsides are a non-agenda card, so you can't sneak an agenda out and then triple advance it next turn. Yep. And you can't use the ability during a run, so you can't wait until they're going to steal your agenda and then swap it for something else. No, that's, I imagine that is why it's uh, not during a run, that one. Yeah. Um, although you could, you know, if you have this out, uh, if you're playing some kind of fast advance version, you could... Um, if you have this out, it might be a bit safer than having a CVS installed. You could, you know, pull out that Cyberdex virus suite from hand to fire it um, instantly so you can score rather than hoping it doesn't get run and trashed. Mm-hmm. Although, speaking of trashed, Advanced Assembly Lines is only a one trash cost, which is pretty low. It's pretty weak, so you might not want to be leaving this out undefended. Yep, certainly if it's during a corporate scandal, you know, you've got that one bad pub, I <laughs> uh, can trash yes. it for free. Yeah, I mean, it, it just, it's interesting. It'd be much, much more interesting if you could install an agenda or if you could use it during a run. Yeah. Can you think of I any... think even, I think, sorry, I just think even like a three trash cost would make it more interesting as well. 
Yeah, because so you kind of leave uh, that out for a, a couple of turns. Yeah. And the runner's like, meh, meh. Yeah, um, maybe, yeah. Well, what do you Unless think? Unless they're wizard and they just go, nah, whatever, that's free. Yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe got a place in IG, industrial genomics, or maybe encryption protocols to, to protect them. Maybe, but it's too influence is the thing, and a lot of these non-faction decks are pretty strapped for influence. As it's sorry, non-faction, uh, non-HB decks uh, can be a bit strapped for influence. So, mm, not sure how great. Uh, nah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, there might be something there. I'm not, I don't see the obvious uh, synergies with anything at the moment. Uh, when I first read it, I thought, "Oh, that's brilliant!" But then I read, you know, non-agenda, <laughs> not during a run, and then it was a little yeah. bit less brilliant. So. No, if, it, if it was a yellow card, it would probably be the one of the best cards in the game, but it is not. <laughs> probably just as well. Yes, they don't uh, need help. No. Uh, then let's move on to the next HB asset. It is uh, Lakshmi Smart Fabrics. Don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, three influence asset, one to res, three to trash. And whenever you res a card, place one power counter on Lakshmi Smart Fabrics. Try saying that ten times fast. Uh, now, what can you do with those power counters? Well, for X hosted power counters, reveal an agenda worth X points from HQ. The runner cannot steal copies of that agenda for the remainder of this turn. What? What? Uh, entirely protected agenda. It's all wrapped up in, in lovely, lovely smart cloth. Yeah. Uh, it's, all, it's all bandaged up and safe. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't really get the, the theme <laughs> behind the smart fabrics, but okay, sure, we'll, we'll go with uh, it. They're just, uh, when it gets long and then they start stroking like the, the, the scarves on the shelves and they <laughs> so just get soft. distracted. Must be it. Unless smart fabrics are like um, just Minda has in her mirror-y, uh, mirror mirror mode on. outfit. Yeah. yeah, and so you're actually wrapping, wrapping the agenda up in this mirror mirror cloth so they can't actually see it there we go we've solved it you've david copperfielded your agenda your your advanced concept hopper you know it's uh stealth <laughs> yeah look over there distraction uh it's <laughs> probably all in worlds of android we'll get around to reading it at some point uh, <laughs> yes. um, seems reasonable it's reasonable um so i think a slight problem is, is as i read it it basically means you if you're going to try and use this to score out an agenda I think you need to have two copies of that agenda. You've got yep. to have, you've got to, um, because it's something you've got to fire the with the counters on the runner's turn because it's only for this turn. Yeah. Uh, so if you, you know, install advance, advance, runner's turn, oh, then great. Um, in which point they uh, populist rally you and you cry um but um that said it's you've got to be you've got to have rezzed what you're looking at two or three cards whilst this is out uh so that's something else you've got to protect which is a three trash cost which is you know more reasonable but it still fits in the oh, i'm happy to trash that range from the runner's point of view yeah but it's almost innocuous enough that uh, you, you'll maybe leave it. Um, maybe. Or if nothing else, you've got your scoring remote, you've got this installed in another remote, the runner's you know, not made any moves against it, and you've got two deep remote with uh, an ash or something in it. Uh, you raise this, the runner okay. makes a run on your, uh, on your scoring remote. So you're going to get those three reses during the run. 
Yeah, that's true. That's and then you'll be able to... You do need a second copy, of course, but it does have an additional effect of protecting the copy in your hand. They can't then run to yeah. your hand and get it because it's any copy of that agenda for the remainder of the run. Um, right. So if you've gone somewhat horizontal um, or if you have you know, that unrest scoring remote, then this could be face down for a long time before you need it. Yeah. I mean, are we trying to make uh, horizontal uh, HB a thing? It's uh, it's not really been something as yet uh, to a great extent. So, yeah, that's because maybe. all HBS assets are. Oh yeah, I need to trash that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, Eve, better trash that. Oh, Adonis, I better yeah. trash that. <laughs> yes. Team sponsorship. <laughs> have time. Oh, better trash that. <laughs> they're, they're trying to go out, but the runners just coming here with like a giant a giant rubber and just going no 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 no. Um, you dropping things in the floor. <laughs> Shook my table a bit too heavily. Dope table flip uh yeah interesting i don't know if it's uh, really viable maybe a splash of one off just in case uh you, you managed to get Although the it's a three influence gone. splash so uh, i'm not... i meant within oh, yeah, action uh yeah i don't think you would nest well actually i mean you've it uh mbn you've always got agendas in hand uh you do uh and you're more likely to be throwing them out trying to be mr sneaky man mm-hmm and um, you could be fully horizontal. There could be three things on the board that you want to raise at any one time. Yeah, and maybe you're going to use Mumba Temples to get those up for free. Yep. So if people awesome. don't go and trash them as soon as they see them, not naming names. But, <laughs> uh, but nine influence to get three of them. I don't know. Maybe a splash. There's maybe an opportunity there. It's an interesting enough yep. card. It'd be cool to see if anybody can break it. Definitely. Uh, then let's move on to the HB Operation Product Recall. Uh, it's an Alliance card, costs zero uh, and two influence. Now this card will cost zero influence if you have six or more non-Alliance HB cards in your deck. Uh, what does it let you do? Uh, trash a raised asset or upgrade. If you do, gain credits equal to its trash cost. Is that worth it? Uh, yeah, so there's a couple of um, interesting things I see with this. So the first one is keeping it within HB. Uh, so very often, you know, you're setting up your scoring remote, you'll have like an ash or something ticking away in there. Uh, and then it's a very sad time. It's like, oh, now's the perfect scoring window, but if I can hold out one more turn, then I won't be losing any ash money. Mm-hmm. Well, now you can recall that ash and throw in, you know, well, obviously it would only be a three or a four point uh, advancement agenda in this case, but... You know, you're recouping some of the cost or failing that, you know, much like you ESOP uh, daily casts before it ticks off its last recall and eve. And, you know, that's going to get you an extra three credits, mm-hmm. um, which is, you know, not too bad if you've got nothing else to do with it. Uh, however, the other fun play this could be done uh, would be pulling it into IG. Um yep. Because, you know, then it's like, oh, you you never ran this overwriter. Well, I've got seven face down cards in archive, so I'll just do that and get to get myself a bunch of money. And on my next turn I'll maybe museum it back into the deck so it might come up again. You know, this this kind of thing, obviously uh, a trappy IG they don't cost they don't have much of a res cost usually at all. Yep. their assets, but if you're able to keep archives seeded with the face-down cards, you're going to, you know, it's going to possibly be quite lucrative. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because obviously the trash cost increases 
every face down card and it does the check when you when you do it when you play the card biggest assets or upgrades don't rely on ig tricks you've got yeah sealed, sealed vault. vault for for eight um reality 3d is that six uh, but you've already given up the bad pub for raising it in the first place um I don't imagine anyone's no. going to be uh, recalling their Samsung. No, uh, well, they, unless they're desperate for money for some reason. If, if, if they're in a pinch, maybe. Um, but, uh... but the interesting part is if you want to splash this as an alliance card, you need six or more non-alliance cards in your deck. What are, what are the cards that you're also pulling in that are going to take advantage of uh, this product recall ability? Well, like I say in IG, you're probably going to have already have two or three uh, cerebral overwriters there. Maybe... Looking at things like art, architect, or as we just discussed, the um, advanced assembly mi- mines lines might have uh, a place there, or even something like throw in some uh, green level clearance. They're only one influence a pop, so have three of those. You know, it's it's a bit of card draw, which um, well, sort of mm-hmm. card draw in that it replaces itself, which uh, IG is quite fond of because, you know, they're happy to overdraw. And it nets you a couple of credits for the favour. i seen this and I put it into IG. I did three green level, two blue level, one overwriter. And, you know, that's the, the other influence you get this for, for free. A few options there. Uh, but let's move on to the ID in the pack, and it's Corp this time. Jinteki. Uh, now, I'm just going to say Polano Foods, right? That's how you say it. I'd say it's clearly pronounced uh, panchatantra. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, banana foods, on, right? So I'm just going to call it... Uh, bana- uh, well, yeah, I think it is uh, palana. Yeah. I don't know what... Um, just long, long A's everywhere. Palana. 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 Well, you know, if this was music and that was a tenuto, then it would be a subtle emphasis. So let's go. Okay. <laughs> Sustainable. <laughs> uh, so Jinteki ID Division uh, 45-15, pretty standard. And then the ID ability is the first time each turn the runner draws a card, gain one credit. So every Anarch card, or every Anarch ID has got Wildside in it. A lot of criminals have drug dealers in them. Yep. These are all things that would get you money. Uh, have you heard anything about how the ID's been faring? Um, I, I think people are quite liking it. Um, I don't know too much about it. I mean, to me, this really screams... Hey, it's the Jinteki Glacier ID once uh, replicating perfection has rotated out. It might be a bit more viable in the current situation when there's, you know, there's quite a bit of asset hate at the moment, which uh, RP can can be crippled by. Whereas this is, you know, you're playing against Jinteki, you're probably going to want to be drawing up cards um, to avoid dying. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's might be in a good spot. Uh, it's slight, probably slightly less reliable than the credit you'd be getting from engineering the future, just because you know by default um, this is something under the runner's control rather than your own. You know, the runner might want to you know spend a turn drawing up lots of cards. So you're only going to get the one credit and then, you know, work through those uh, denying you that credit. Whereas HB, ETF, it's like, well, I'm going to install something and get my yeah, credit. Yeah, I mean, I think you've, uh, you know, drawn the comparison well there. It does provide ETF levels of money, uh, but you do rely on the runner a little more. 
Uh, if only there was some way of forcing the runner to draw. Oh, if only. Uh, but we, we can but dream, Barry, uh, because I'm sure there's not anything like uh, that. But let's have a look. So, uh, next card is Polana Agroplex. It's an asset, Jinteki, to influence. Uh, one to raise, five to trash. So that's a pretty good ratio there. Uh, when your turn begins, each player draws one card. Oh. It gads. It's just what Polana Foods yep. needs. Uh, so three of these, you're, you're likely to find one pretty quickly. Um, do you think there's downsides with the amount of Faust that's around at the moment? Or, or do you think it... Yeah, that, that is the risk. Obviously, you don't want to be, you know, feeding the uh, the, the runner's devil addiction, mm-hmm. I suppose. Um, uh, so there is the, that risk. Um, yes, don't know whether that plays you know whether it's outweighed by the the guaranteed credit you're going to be resing to you know resing getting that credit to res some of your ice which you've specifically chosen to work against faust um so you know it's tough tough to call in a vacuum um it's yeah that's what the main drawback of this card and i'd maybe suggest people aren't going to be resing multiples of this quite so much you know unless you want to mill yourself um you maybe don't want to be drawing four cards at well time. i put this into the same ig deck um that i put the, the product recalls oh well if you're IG, and then, then yeah, yeah three yeah, three museums um and just kept shuffling things back uh, obviously just waited for the runner to yep. kill themselves uh, run out of cards there's only so many levies one deck can have and then they couldn't run anymore so let's see if there's anything else that can perhaps support uh the id so we come on to the jinteki ice in the deck and that is harvester uh is a code gate one to res strength three with two subroutines both subroutines are the same the runner draws three cards and then discards down to his or her maximum hand size now is this anti-faust tech or anti-anti-faust tech varies if this is well, i thought of it if it's the outermost piece of ice then that's fairly decent because you know it's either lose three cards breaking it with mm-hmm. faust or you know well lose effectively two cards or, <laughs> I can see you struggling with math. Or yeah. four. <laughs> I'm, I'm maths, but yeah. So it's three, you know you're at least going to be losing. I realised as I was saying this that it's actually got two subroutines which I hadn't uh, accounted for. So you know that's um, yeah. So it's three to break with Faust, or you're going to be losing what, about four cards from the drawing and discarding, uh, assuming you run with your opening seven or eight cards if you're max uh, from having wild side out as well well i mean i think having this as the outermost ice could be problematic for many runners um and that you just give them a free hand draw like let's say they start on none they run into this suddenly they've got five cards yeah so somewhat dangerous and like say with faust maybe he only wants to break one of them uh it depends on when he starts with of course but three cards to break or you know if you're assuming he's over at that point, otherwise you maybe will just uh, spend two, break the first yeah. sub, and then draw back up three. Yeah, obviously if they're carrying on, uh, it's most likely going to be fueling their further breakings if they're yeah. on fast. So uh, some pros, some cons. Uh, I don't think this is going to see a huge amount of play. And again, you know, it's up to the runner 
whether they break it or whether they use it. So they're always going to use it to their advantage, right? Yeah. On to MBN, and now we've got an agenda. A remote data farm. It's a 4-2, and we, as we all know, 4-2s are a tricky area to be. And in this one, your maximum hand size is increased by 2. Meh. Do you need a bigger hand size as MBN? Um, so it depends. If you're still running a kill deck style then the extra hand size could be pretty nice um much the same reason that the old blue sun murder decks last year would have the research stations Mm -hmm. uh obviously the advantage of this it's uh it's slightly harder for the runner to get rid of um you know they're basically looking at turntable as their only option for denying you it but then it's the downsides of that it's a 4-2 and um, kill decks generally don't, you know, it's not a primary goal of theirs to actually score a 4-2. No. Uh, and then in that space, it's coming up against things like Explode Palooza, which, you know, it's money, which is going to, you know, if it's stolen, that's some money, which is going to fund the inevitable mid-seasons. Uh, whereas this one doesn't have that benefit for the corp if the runner's going at it, or even the classic uh, NAPD contract where it's just going to tax the runner to uh, mm-hmm. deprive them of money to counter the inevitable yeah. season. So uh, again, four twos that don't help you score your next agenda don't really do much, uh, and having a bigger hand size doesn't particularly uh, help you score that next agenda. So don't think this will see a lot of play, um, in fact, I'd be very surprised if anybody chose this over a different 4-2. Um, but you never know. Maybe there's something that we're missing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> probably, yeah. Yeah, usually. Well, probably I'm missing <laughs> something. Yeah. Uh, next card is an upgrade. Again, MBN. Uh, one influence. It's an ambush. Uh, zero to res, five to trash. And it's called Disposable HQ. If Disposable HQ is accessed from R&D, the runner must reveal it. And when the runner accesses Disposable HQ, you may add any number of cards from HQ to the bottom of R&D. Yeah, I mean, is this a, a another way of protecting, you know, your hand uh, once Jackson goes? Yeah, that's, yeah, I hadn't thought of it in the, in the rotation context. Um, I just quite like the fact that it's uh, a bit of trappery for NBN. Uh, or, well, anyone who wants to play it, really. It's only mm-hmm. one influence. Uh, it's a nice one that, you know, it's not going to cost you anything to fire it. And it's, you know, something you'll be able to be uh, cycling about with, um, you know, you can always cycle it back with museums. You could, It's got a decent trash cost, so it's a probably solid candidate for a product recall. Um, and it's yeah, like I say it's something that can punish uh, the runner for going and in you know in a sense for going and um, checking all of the face down remotes you might have. Yeah, uh, like I said, you know, it does save. Uh, it can save you. Uh, I think there's a lot of effects now that put cars to the bottom of of R and D, and they're usually going to be agendas. Um, yeah, which is why you'd. Uh, play it alongside the Museum of History, so you can always just give that R&D a shuffle up. Um, I'm just wondering if, uh, you know, showing off may finally have a (laughs) a time to shine. May access cars from the bottom of Mm R&D instead. So, uh, yeah, it could be interesting. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's as good as uh, if it's as good as it needs to be. The fact that fires from Ireland is useful, um, and like yeah. you say, the the trappery part of it uh, is interesting as well. It's an upgrade, so you can put it on something you know the runner is going to run. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Uh, not for all, no, but might see a couple of people try something with mm. it. Yeah, you could make your HQ disposable. <laughs> Indeed. So we've got the first whaling card in the deck. It's Agenda, another 4-2 as well. And it's New Construction. So it's one of those fancy install face-up agendas that uh, whaling like to have. Mm-hmm. Uh, whenever you advance New Construction, you may install a card from HQ in a new server. And then you can raise that card ignoring all costs if there are five or more advancement tokens on New Construction. Now that's interesting. Um, yes. How do you abuse that? Um, well, so the first thing I thought was, oh, this will let you get your uh, corporate town rest for free. Hey, uh-huh. you don't have to give up yeah, any yeah. agendas. Uh, I imagine it would be some kind of you know, dedication ceremony to get get the first batch of uh, advancements on there. Obviously, they sadly don't trigger the uh, the uh, advanceability mm-hmm. because you're just placing them and then yeah maybe see if you can protect it a little bit and then throw out some cards from HQ. Yeah. Now the downside to this is when you install it has to be on a new server so that is uh, you can't problem. just use it to protect itself and then getting up to five like you say so it's install dedication ceremony advance install something else and then advance and then you get your free Next turn, you can get three things raised for free. What's worth it to, to install in a, a naked remote uh, raised for free? An EVE campaign. Certainly if you're not paid anything for it, uh, you put making the runner spend yep. the five to trash it. Uh, interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure I've ever seen EVE campaign played in Wales. Nope. Uh, pad uh, campaigns, maybe. But maybe this is... Uh, free, free pad campaigns, and then if the runner trashes them all, fine. You know, it's 12 credit swing or something. Yeah. What else is worth installing in a naked remote raised? Or is this, you know, does this really belong in something like a Gagarin, very horizontal tour guide based decks? You know, maybe ignoring the five advancement things, you know, it's just going to be powering up the defences over the new construction mm-hmm. potentially. Yep, uh, definitely see it in a Gagarin deck. It'd be pretty interesting 4 2 out of there. Could it take the place of Oaktown? Uh, that's mm. very tough, just because how 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 great Oaktown is early in that you know it's letting you potentially do a first turn start a rush without taking the tempo hit from advancing yeah. the card. Uh, very very true. Um, I don't know. I, th- I think we might see some play. Um, if only there was something to support it. If only <laughs> we can but dream. So moving on to the next whaling card, it's an asset. Uh, three influence. Uh, so not totally unsplashable, but you've got to build your deck around it. Uh, four to res, three to trash. Oh, that's a poor ratio. But it's Mumbad Construction Company. Uh, when your turn begins, place one advancement token on Mumbad Construction Co. Uh, and then you can pay two credits to move one advancement token from Mumbad Construction Co. to face-up card. Hold up. <laughs> yeah, Wayland gets what? a good face-up card. <laughs> no. This isn't allowed. First the criminals, now the Waylands. What? Is yeah, the I mean this. You know, this whole pack turns Netrunner on its head. Up is down. Black is left. Yeah. Cats lean with dogs. It's Armageddon. Um, yeah, so this enables effectively uh, the ability to fast advance any of the face-up agendas, right? In theory. Uh, if you can protect this, 
Um, so it's yep. got a couple of tokens on it. You can then install, uh, let's say you install Oaktown, advance, advance, and then you just move the last two tokens over, and then you've scored it. And it kind of pays for itself. Yeah. It's just that uh, easy. Casting call onto uh, a Titan or something. Um, not a Titan, a... What, what am I saying? I don't Atlas. Know. Um, gov- uh, government oh, takeover. Or a government uh, takeover. Uh, yeah, if you can cast and call government takeover, you've got nine tokens on here, um, <laughs> and it's not totally unfeasible. I mean, I imagine you could build your deck around uh, Chrissy Elms off the grid, uh, spend all your influence out out of Titan on I don't know, like three Caprices. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you could protect Mumbai Construction Co, you could possibly score out in a single turn out of Titan. Let's say you had 11 tokens on Mumbai Construction Go, right? So all you've done is you protect your centrals. You score that first Atlas, install, uh-huh. move the tokens over, score, you get a token. Oh, you'd have to casting call it, of course, but um, oh yeah, and then you can always fish out the next casting call. I don't know. It'd be tricky. It'd be tricky to do, but it's not, it's not yeah. impossible. It's just not entirely uh-huh. likely either. Yeah, so it enables fast advance in Wayland that's traditionally not had any. So... I think that's got to be yeah. uh, interesting. It's going to open up some design space there, uh, and you can always put agendas face up with casting calls. So there, that's worth splashing uh, influence on as well. Yep. Uh, yeah, I think we'll see a lot of play with this one. You, you thought of any way of abusing this? I haven't, but there's been a couple of uh, interesting decks come up on Netrunner DB today. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, I think the latest one, actually coming out of yellow, uh, is from uh, good friend uh, Simon from the London yes, yeah. London guys or uh, the well Leonard yellow Quirk. wombo combo. Yeah, so that's the one. Yes, the wombos of so let's, let's... But uh, yeah, it looks interesting. I think this will be an interesting card. I think I'll see uh, quite a lot of play. Yeah. If nothing else, just enable the fast advance of the the four twos, and you know, out of Titan especially the stall when they don't have they don't have the three twos to do it so this can um Indeed. fix that so expect some more titan fast advance of course the downside being that everybody's teched against mbm fast advance which is 10 times better um so you're, you're gonna have an upwards yes because their fast advance helps itself fast yeah. advance rather than cause problems Stuff. right moving on so a neutral agenda another 4-2 and i did mention this one i think last pack but corporate sales team when you score corporate sales team place 10 credits on it when each player's turn begins take one credit from corporate sales team that's what a 4-2 should do you score one it helps you score the next one yeah there you go yeah that's oh uh, yeah that's all right done um, i mean that's that's a nepd replacement <laughs> for me um, if you've if you've been hit by most wanted and you can't fit the NEPDs in, this is a suitable replacement. Doesn't do exactly the same thing, obviously. You don't have the credit swing, but it will slowly build up credits for you. I mean, there is the you know the question is whether it's better than the four twos in faction and be fighting against uh, things like um, like the Oaktown renovations, the advanced concept hoppers, that kind of thing. Um, well, I'd be willing to put this up against Advanced Concept Topper. Um, you know, it's going to take five turns yeah. to get you ten credits, like five of your turns to get you ten yeah. credits. Uh, and a lot of the time, you're going to be taking the money over the card uh, from Advanced Concept Topper, and it doesn't rely on the runner yeah. doing something. So, fair enough. Yeah, I think this is good. I think it was you play. I think it's the you know a good solid 
neutral four two. Uh, just fill up any deck slots that you're you're struggling with. Yeah, and it doesn't cost any influence. Uh, and then we've got this weird one at the end. Uh, it's the last card in the pack. Now, business first, number thirty-eight. Pad Factory. It's a two-influence neutral asset. Uh, alliance uh, facility costs two to res, three to trash. Okay, but this card also costs no influence mm-hmm. if you have three pad campaigns in your deck. Now, this is uh, no, no. <laughs> well, obviously many people do, but this is the first time we've seen <laughs> a card rely on you having a specific other card in your deck. Uh, you know, this forces deck building uh-huh. uh, in a very narrow, narrow way there. But has an ability, click, to place one advancement token on a card. You cannot score that card until your next turn begins. Uh, so it's saving you a credit at a disadvantage. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What? <laughs> why, is this, why is this a thing? Yeah. Yeah. Well, are you going to be running this? Is anybody going to be running this? Uh, no. Well, first thing is it's placing an advancement token on a card, not on a card that can be advanced. Yeah. So, okay, yeah. So you could fire things up ready for the correct, trigger. Right. So there, there's an option. Um, it doesn't rely on you have any other types of cards. Uh, save a little money on space ice or pumping firewall, ice wall, uh, Hadrian's wall, something like that. Uh, but we've already seen that those aren't particularly good, and this isn't good enough to. Yeah, I mean, you're already going to have to use its ability twice, really, before it's paid yeah. for itself. And. Do you want to protect it in a server? Probably not. It's just going to sit there. Well, then you're going to be spending more money to protect it. And it's only a three trash yeah. cost, which is in the... Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> But then we'll <laughs> the, the, the runner gets there, it's like, nah, yeah, all right. Um, <laughs> the only thing this would be potentially useful for is... Uh, well, maybe the, you know, the, the space ice again. But, you know, you're letting a an Adonis tick down or an Eve tick down or some sort of campaign tick down um, and you're just wasting time by <laughs> putting these tokens out for free. But it's not a, a good way of playing the game if you're just like, yeah, I've got nothing else to do. Uh, there's always something else to do and this doesn't particularly advance yeah. your board state in any meaningful way. But then again, I did poo-poo dedication ceremony massively, so I'm saying nothing. Maybe this is a great card and I just don't know how to use it. All right, so anything else, Netrunner, happening that we need to talk about? Nah. No? (laughs) No, I can't think of anything uh, off the top of my head either. Uh, I'll be putting up videos from Leisure Games uh, finals and then finally getting around to the Inner City. Uh, If you're listening or if you're on YouTube, head over to Neo Reading Grid all next week uh, to celebrate that being one year old, they'll be putting up a video from the Inner City. Uh, so Jono filmed half the games, I filmed half the games, well, not even half, but you know, a table each. Um, so he'll get his up, I'll, I'll work on getting mine up, and we'll have a few more live videos as well as videos from Jinteki.net. So, until next time, this is Face Check, jacking out. Bye.